Attention shoppers, there are a wide variety of Crossrip items available in the gift shop. Sweatshirts, smartphone covers, an exclusive t-shirt designed by Dapper Dan Shonen of IDW Comics fame, and more on the way. All proceeds go towards our servers, so this remains the only ad you hear on the show. Go to GhostbustersHQ.net slash shop to get yours today. I like that shirt, friend. Hey there, Ghostbusters fans, and welcome to the Crossrip for the week of September 24th, 2018. This week on the show, we're talking about Ghostbusters World. Yes, we've got a hands-on experience where we're going to talk about uh, all of the game mechanics and a, a first first impression of the game. We're also talking a lot about Ghostbusters Fan Fest, which we weren't able to talk about last week. Stay tuned. Still Playing With Toys presents The Ghostbusters Interdimensional Crossroad, the biggest podcast since 1909. So free. News, interviews, and commentary on everything Ghostbusters. Are you the key Here are your hosts, Troy Benjamin and Chris Stewart. You know, it's just occurred to me we really haven't had a completely successful test of this equipment. Oh, we have fun. Woo! I've been spending the evening playing around with Face App. Face app. Yeah. Remember about a month or so or ago, um, people went kind of nutty um, posting like, this is what I look like as a woman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, yeah. It was the, it was the app, face app. It's got a feature in it that... Yeah, like here's what I look like uh, when I add 20 pounds. Here's what I look like with a beard. Yeah. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah, exactly. So I ran the young filter on the Ghostbusters, and it looks like Ghostbusters undergrads, <laughs> which I honestly think make a great show. Just digitally de age Bill Murray and have him go back to college. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, well, have you seen the de aging in Captain Marvel? Holy moly. Yeah. Well,. It's how many iterations in now? So when was the first time they really put it to work? Uh, Tron? Was that really the first one, maybe? Tron Legacy? So that's a first notable, I think. Yeah. Although, yeah, that was a definite first pass, too, because they basically tried to remap him entirely. Yeah, and that just looked weird. Weird. Um, then but Robert Downey Jr. He looked good. Uh, which Kurt was not Russell bad. looked then good. Kurt Russell, which was, yeah. And then uh, Sam Jackson looks amazing. Yeah. But here's the thing. Sam Jackson, um, I think there's a correlation between kind of how old you look and what they're trying to do. Uh, like they took yeah, Robert Downey true. Jr., who's kind of older guy. I mean, he's not super old and he's definitely kind of, you know, Hollywood Batman puts on some sort of skin cream before he goes to bed. <laughs> Guaranteed. Uh, but when you take him and you try to turn him into, uh, you know, 80s... Uh, yeah, baby, baby face. Weird science. Uh, baby yeah, face. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. Back to school, Robert Downey Jr. It's a, it's a little weird, but it was kind of okay. Kurt Russell... Uh, Kurt Russell's, you know, getting pretty pretty craggy and all that. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, he's, 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 uh, he's a total... That guy's a total Sam Elliott. Sam Elliott AF. <laughs> uh, but Sam Jackson, they're trying to dial back like 20 years. Uh, like they're trying to turn it back to Jurassic Park. Yeah. And that's not a big leap between the, him. The, the, I mean, yeah, we look at the photos, we can see it. But 
I mean, you know, you he see him in the boat. He doesn't I look mean, terribly old. Yeah, aside from the, the, the wrinkles around his eyes and his forehead and, of course, his hairline. You know, he, he's opted to shave his head yep. now. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, so I, they, they put him back in, you know, a hairpiece and uh, makeup. See, I think that's a key component. I, it'll be interesting to see how this goes down because, on the one hand, it's special effects. But the best results also seem to go hand-in-hand hand with uh, makeup effects. Right, right. So I w- <laughs> one day they're going to do something really awesome, and the Oscars are going to be kind of like uh, technical <laughs> Oscar. I don't know. I uh, yeah. Um, well, they're going to have Peter Cushing come back uh, and reprise his role as Dracula or something, and it'll be Oscar worthy. <laughs> and then they'll be like, "Well, how do we how do we do that? He's he's not with us anymore, and he's just won an Oscar. I don't I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But, I mean, speaking of, I feel like the Rogue One. Like the the Leia and the Tarkin from that didn't look good because of they didn't use the real actors. Like at least in these, like it's Sam Jackson, it's Clark yep. Gregg, it's the real. You got the reference of the real person. But. I, I know I've talked about this before with other people. I don't know if I've ever babbled about it on here, but I at one point, out of curiosity, somebody did a like a photorealistic uh, recreation, a uh, CGI recreation of. Uh, Russell Crowe in uh, Les Mis, and, and they used a photo from the like a, a PR photo, like so, yeah. super high definition, all that. So side by side, they were pretty spot on, and I was like, but you could tell one from the other, even though like if you looked at bits, you'd be hard to yeah. tell. And it's kind of like I don't know what it is, but there's kind of something about the eyes, no matter how detailed yeah, they that are. That uncanny valley kicks in, and yeah. So I took it in Photoshop. I overlaid the two and wiped out the uh, the uh, the the digital eyes and left his eyes in. Couldn't tell. Yeah. Like it just. So I think I kind of feel like you, you know, like even if it's not the original actor, use the real like, eyes. Yeah. You, it, use the real eyes or uh, close, like. You know what I mean? So if you're gonna if you're gonna like uh, Tarkin, uh, you know, find a family member. Doesn't even really have to act all that well because you're gonna get somebody to redo the 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 the. Yeah, you're gonna do the voice anyway, did, right? Yeah, and and it, it doesn't have to match up because the mouth will be you know all the features in the mouth are being controlled by the animators. What you need is kind of like you know just the eyes to say there's yeah. a living thing under here. And they kind of missed that on, you know, Carrie Fisher as well as him, sort of thing. But yeah, because yeah, I think they but, digitally replaced the eyes, and yeah, yeah. But look at, but look how you know uh, how amazing Sam Jackson looks because he's there, he's underneath. There. That's yeah. why the uh, uh, Kurt Russell is not too bad. The Robert Downey not too bad. Like they're those were good enough, and they used them in short supply. I think Sam Jackson is probably going to get used a bit more. That heavily. trailer makes it seem like he's in the whole movie. I mean. Yeah, so I yeah. I don't know. I feel like we're kind of on the cusp that if they dial in a couple more things, it's not crazy. Because remember the first uh, the first of this was um, uh, manipulating uh, existing footage. Yeah, uh, yeah. And like now the we're kind of at the point. Thing. We actually talked about yeah, that with we the did talk about Ghostbusters that. thing. Yeah, yeah. We should drop it. We talked about this before, but it feels like yeah. we're, they're really close to being able to do that. Like. So my half-assed joke about Ghostbusters undergrads is not that far off because, although in that instance you probably just go find, you know, good actors or whatever. Yeah. But say you wanted to do it slightly more on the cheap, so you wanted to do it, uh, uh, 3D, 
You know what I mean? Like you could get pretty close. Um, yeah. It's, it's like the technology is catching up. I actually, I take it back. Cause now I remember, I thought you were going to talk about, um, uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen. And I think it was like X-Men three X-Men two it was one of the X-Men sequels yeah. where they did the digital de-aging <laughs> on them. And it was like, Oh, Oh no, you're right. That's that, not that's, good. That, that actually technically might've been the first one. Cause that predated Tron. I feel like that was like X-Men and they three. Needed, they needed it just for that one scene and some limited shots. Yeah. Whereas in Tron, they needed Flynn to walk around. Yeah. Uh, that made me giggle by the way. He's got a, uh, Jeff Bridges and John Hamm and them have that, uh, what is it, Bad Night at the uh, Oh, the, yeah, the, the, the movie that's coming out, yeah. Yeah, it's, Bridges' uh, character name is Flynn. So it just made me giggle. I like, to, <laughs> I like to think he got out of the, maybe that's what the Bad Night is. I'm just going to go in and pretend that it's like a virtual hotel. It, yeah. That's why everything's so weird and twisted. Is. It's an indirect Tron sequel and nobody's told us, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to pretend it is. Yeah. But uh, well, anyway, right, you better hurry up and start. You I, better start hurry up and start this episode because now I'm looking for photos of. <laughs> I, I want to see what Troy looks like as a lady. Oh as no, as a lady person. Oh no. All right. Well, yeah, Chris. If if you missed it at the top of the episode, uh, Chris is is messing around with the uh, face app. But um, well, yeah, we have we have lots of Ghostbuster stuff to talk about. Need to wish a happy birthday to Mr. Bill Murray himself, uh, who. Uh, Celebrate another trip around the sun on Friday, uh, so happy birthday to that guy. But uh, yeah, this episode we've got Ghostbusters Fan Fest stuff, we've got Ghostbusters World goodness. Um, the, uh, what, what I'm alluding to is we have a hands-on experience, or one of us did. Sorry, Chris, I wish you could have been down here yeah, for it. Yeah, um, but there's lots, lots to talk about and it'll be a lot of fun because with you, uh, being in the industry yourself, uh, I have questions for you, but, um, sure. so, uh, I guess let's, let's hop into the news because I really want to get into the Ghostbusters fan fest stuff. Cause that was like a really, really late minute, last minute, uh, addition yeah. to last week's episode and you and I never got to talk about it. So, uh, let's, let's hit the news. Here we go. Hey guys, Peter, I have some news from the world of Gozer. I got some pretty cool stuff cooking up over here if you want to turn your head. Multiplanar curly and emanation. Now, well, here's your next month's cover of GQ. Check out the aura on this sucker. All right, so Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Uh, quite literally. Surprise! At, yeah, at zero hour, uh, as you heard in last week's episode with me interrupting the uh, usual banter of us talking about Samuel L. Jackson being digitally de-aged. Uh, so here's here's what happened. We knew that they were going to have tickets go on sale on uh, sun, or, sorry, Monday the 17th uh, because that was announced at the Chicago Wizard World uh, convention. Correct. What we didn't know is that it was going to be this deposit system. That was kind of a new uh, curveball at us. And I know a lot of people are like, wait, what the hell, a deposit? I don't understand. Uh, seems like, you know, there's a little bit of confusion about it. But at the same time, it still felt, I mean, at least to me, pretty straightforward. Like putting in that deposit uh, made a whole lot of sense. Um, so I, I I was like, oh, I, I don't, I didn't anticipate the uh the confusion but this is it's a new thing it's a new celebration format it's a weekend it's sony picture studios they're figuring stuff out um it it makes a, a whole lot of sense to me but um so here's here's what i thought you and i could do chris um sure maybe we can talk about uh why why we think the deposit was necessary um, but then maybe for the people that are out there that do not quite know what's in store at Ghostbusters Fan Fest, maybe we can just kind of break down what exactly we know is about to happen, um, what they have sort of teased is in store, what we know is in store, 
um, and why at least I think the hundred dollars makes sense. Um, and it, I think to me, it's like when you want to get a new iPhone, you put down the extra coin to get that new iPhone, uh, in advance. And that's, that's kind of what this ended up being. But, um, so I guess let's start with the stuff we do know. Sure. Uh, we do know that fan fest is Saturday and Sunday, June 8th and 9th, 2019 ghostbusters right. day of next year. Uh, so it is the two days. It's a weekend, uh, ticket. So my guess is, Hundred bucks. Uh, I'm guessing that that covers your Saturday and your Sunday. I, I, to me, that yes. seems like that's at least going to cover your base ticket entry price. Um, so by putting down the deposit, you have essentially just pre-ordered a ticket. Like you're an early mm-hmm. adopter, you've got the money down. Because uh, I'm, I, I looked up. I was curious. I was like, what does Star Wars Celebration cost? And Star Wars Celebration is like eighty five dollars a day now. It's yeah, ridiculous. Seventy five dollars. The the funny part is, great minds think alike. Because I did the exact same thing, and I was confused for a moment because you put the, in the notes, and I was like, I don't recall talking to Troy about that. <laughs> and then I realized, oh, you did the exact same we thing did I did. Thing. Which, no, I mean, granted, not, Star Wars Celebration is a lot bigger now. I mean, it's it's an established yep. thing there eight conventions in nine conventions in, I want to say. Um, yeah, but that's why, that's why you can grade on a curve on this sort of, like, you know, you can do a little tinkering. A, there's not many, everybody's got to realize this, not many, uh, genre properties that have, uh, the property specific shows. Yeah. Like more often than not, it's part of, uh, some other, uh, outing and all that. I guess, Star Trek has the Star Trek experience. Yeah, Star Trek's, and that's a big thing too, because that's in Vegas yep. and it's like four days and four uh, days celebration, four days, um, and not many others. And Ghostbusters is neither one of those, but it's you know as we've talked about before, it's in this weird space where it's not so small, like it's it's well known enough that it's not the average, yeah. you know, even the super, even really popular genre properties. It's it's not that, but at the same time. It just it you know it, it was there was some amount of merch or whatever that was kind of missing that kind of pushed it up to the star, the Star Wars level, but that's that's the thing, right? So seventy five bucks a day uh, was the minimum what that I saw for I think the Thursday Friday. Somebody yeah. pointed out that Saturday's more, but uh, we'll split the difference. So let's say eighty bucks, whatever. Yeah, uh, eighty bucks per day to to split the difference. That's one hundred and sixty bucks for the two days. This is a hundred deposit i can't imagine that they'd say give us 100 bucks and then when the time comes and they go oh and you just want the basics that'll be 40 bucks extra you know what i mean like no 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 no. i I don't think so yeah i think if anything you're paying for more like so so what i did end up finding that was comparable was botcon um so botcon is two days saturday and sunday it's out in louisville kentucky so it's a little off the beaten path it is very specific to transformers fans um, and their ticket prices, uh, the base prices are like $25, $30 a day. So you end up paying 60 bucks all in. Um, and you know that, I mean, 60 bucks compared to a hundred bucks, there's quite a difference there, but you know, who's to say what's in store at, uh, uh, at, uh, fan fest, ghostbusters fan fest that, you know, would be, would be different from BotCon. Um, however, a VIP yeah. pass that they have, which is $129, gets you um, – they have, like, ticket packages where you get a whole bunch of, like, you get a special lanyard, you get an autographed uh, – it's Judd Nelson, which is pretty funny. You get an autographed photo from <laughs> Judd Nelson. Um 
you get a professional photo- a photographer to take the photo with Judd Nelson. You get an art print. You get a pin. You get a pen. Like so, yeah. for a hundred and whatever dollars at BotCon, you get this whole thing. Um, I'm guessing that that's kind of where they're going to steer with these. Like, if you're the however many hundred people uh, signed up for this early adopter deposit, you're probably going to get some sort of a hybrid between a base price ticket and a VIP ticket. Some okay. some some sort of incentive. That's my guess. That's my spe- it's, again speculation. I need to yeah 100% tell you this is speculation, but. Um, so, you know, my guess is maybe people that come and buy tickets at the door, they're spending, you know, whatever, 40, 35, 40 bucks per day, but they're not getting all of the cool incentives that you'll be getting for your hundred bucks. Or I could be wrong. Maybe they're paying 50 bucks a day. I don't know. Maybe the other, the other thing to factor in as well is, and this is where it becomes kind of a weird equation, the number of bodies coming. Right. So BotCon is asking for less per day basically is what you lined out. But I suspect that's measured in the mid to 10,000s. Like, do we have a head count? Like minimum, how many people show up for that? I I mean, it's it's pretty impressive. And they take out a whole convention center where this is now Sony Picture Studios, which I'm guessing they put a cap at uh, how many? A couple thousand? Maybe? I don't know how many people Max. are going to allow in there. Not that I many. Have a, you and I talked about this before. I think the, the theater... That we were in for the uh, for the trailer the event. trailer reveal yeah. is is the upper limit like because I think what it's going to come down to is whoever attends, um, you know if they're going to have a panel, everybody gets in sort of thing. I don't yeah I, I don't I don't know that these these open things like a panel it's I don't I don't it doesn't feel like it's going to be like Comic Con where it's like first come first serve. Sorry, suckers. Like, I feel like there's this kind of an upper limit balance of, but what would that be? So, uh, you know, like a thousand, maybe yeah, max? A thousand, maybe 2,000 max. And that's probably pushing it. I mean, I'm guessing if, so, if you're putting people into the theater, knowing that not everybody that's there is in the theater at the same time, you know, they're probably staggering out whatever yeah. the panels are, or screenings or announcements or, and I'm guessing. I'm guessing if they're going to do a big announcement, they're going to do their equivalent of a Hall H kind of thing where they can get as many bodies as possible. God, yeah. maybe they even do it outside. You know, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe there's like, um, you remember there's where they parked big, the Ectos? The, I was about to say the big parking lot yeah. underneath the, uh, the rainbow. So maybe over there, it's like maybe they put an outdoor stage or something and then, hey, anybody and everybody gather around. Here's the big announcement kind of thing. That makes the most amount of sense to me. But anyway, so but same same thing. You can't have that many people. You can't have like ten thousand no. people because they a don't have the parking for it. B there's just not enough elbow room for that many people. So mm. this is where my brain started to break down because um, <laughs> this is a weird synthesis of PR versus commercial venture do you know what i mean yeah like, good point like they're not renting a space because they have the sony space the sony space can be used and underwritten within the sony you know yeah but there's still sony overhead bro- there there's still they've I got know. security and infrastructure and oh absolutely yeah. but what i'm saying is i think there's, it's a different animal and i think there's a lot of virtual numbers 
Yeah. If you'd put it on the Sony yeah. lot versus, versus if you try to take it to conventions. LA what convention I, what I'm saying is, is, yeah. is that within the, the Sony studios, yes, the security for this sort of thing costs X amount, but that's just part of a, a, a operational wash in, in terms of the year end, you know, corporate yeah. filing sort of thing. Uh, they handed off a lot of administrative and overhead stuff to Wizards World, so they're going to need to make some money, which is yeah, where our money kind of comes in. And then, you know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> getting Ivan Reitman there is not a Ivan, here's a pile of cash. <laughs> it's a Ivan, this pushes the the thing for it. Do you know what I mean? Like the same reason. I, yeah, Ivan, but other people, yes, here's a pile of cash. Like if they're going to get Rick exactly. Moranis there, they're going to have to sign a pretty hefty check exactly. with a lot of zeros on it. You know, this is why I said it starts to break my brain because it is complete voodoo at this point. Like yeah. we, at a certain point, we just have to stop doing numbers. Like if you and I go, so that theater's two thousand people. Let's say it's two thousand people. I'll at a minimum a hundred bucks. It's not going to be a minimum hundred bucks, but that's two hundred thousand dollars. So let's say maybe a quarter of a million. I don't know. And then how do they spend the quarter? It's like brain fried well and they'll um, have merch and they'll have stuff that they're offsetting other costs with there too and there's the vip like they are hinting that there's other there's other ticket packages so um and knowing that there may be whatever let's say two thousand people there 1500 people i don't know but there's a good chance you know out of that it's, it's it's so limited you'll be brushing elbows with Hey, that was Maurice, Maurice LaMarche that just walked by me. And, uh, you know, so, yeah. so you'll, you'll already kind of automatically be a VIP by being there. Um, but whatever they're going to do, maybe they've got like front of the line passes. Maybe they've got, um, priority yeah. seating, uh, photo I think you ops, kinda, that kind of thing. I, I think you kind of hit the nail on the head by saying that the way this kind of feels to me is by attending compared to other conventions, general admission at, at, other property conventions we're already kind of getting the vip treatment yeah we're not fighting tens of thousands of people it's going to be a much smaller number uh and there's first perk right there it's automatically going to make it a lot more uh cozy more of a hangout with your friends like do you know what i mean whereas you're part of a a large faceless crowd when you go to these other ones and like you said yeah i'll we it feels like Due to this limited number of attendees, all attendees, no matter what you level package you buy into or just basic admission, you're coming away with way more than you'd ever get at a general convention, right? Like you're going to get in to see these panels. You're not going to have to fight 10,000 peoples to – like that's the other thing. Like uh, um, you and I will talk about it, but – uh, licensees are going to show up. Right, yeah. The licensees bring exclusive stuff. Well, it's one thing, and here's the thing. If you're making a, a limited run of something, there's a, always a minimum amount when you manufacture something. Uh, runs are low, and otherwise it becomes, you know. So so it's one thing to say, oh, I'm going to have to fight the entire San Diego Comic-Con crowd to get one of 500 or one yeah, of a whatever thousand super items. crazy limited and, and that's your whole day you're spending all day yeah. saturday in line for whatever that item is yeah it's entirely different to show up and funko has 400 of a thing and out of the two other two thousand people going or whatever it's not it's not the same fight do you know what i mean yeah. like well, i feel oh sorry go ahead. it feels it feels good yeah I, well i was gonna ask you do you feel like that's why they're doing this deposit system as opposed to like uh, just just a, a base ticket like hey here's your early uh, early bird ticket or whatever is this so that they can say to the licensors like look x amount of people put down a deposit so therefore you should probably make x amount of 
whatever the exclusive product is because these are the people that are yeah. probably going to be buying that. As opposed to like Joe Q Public who shows up buying tickets off the street if you're even able to do that, uh, who may not buy the Funko Pop or the exclusive Diamond Select figure or whatever it may be. Um, yeah. That, do, you, it, do you get that sense? Like this is them kind of doing some early metrics maybe? Like how many... How many diehard people that are ready to plunk down a hundred dollars for a deposit are going to be showing up so that we can start getting an idea yeah. of, of, of seating, of manufacturing, of uh-huh. parking, of whatever. These metrics will inform, uh, the attendees. These metrics yeah. will inform whoever they have to pay to come hang out. These metrics will inform wizard world as to what kind of facilities and infrastructure and all that they're going to have to have in place. Um, uh, at the same time, uh, th- this came up, people were grumbling. And again, it's one of these things where it's like, ah, just if you stop for five minutes and think about it. So people were grumbling. It was like, 100 bucks down. We don't even know what's going on. And it's like, <sighs> no convention no, tells you eight no, months out. Uh, uh, San Diego Comic-Con <laughs> waits until like the week before the con now I, to tell you the schedule and stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and guess what? People buy tickets for that yeah. way in advance. They book their hotel. They do the whole kit and caboodle. Uh, and people ha- are happy to wait. Same thing here, right? And at the end of the day, it's like San Diego Comic-Con mixed bag. Because you're like, I'm a diehard Stargate fan or whatever. And they're like, and we just announced that the cast member of Charmed is coming. It's yeah. like, well, that doesn't apply to me. And this one, it's like, I'm a big Ghostbusters fan. And then they announced two months before, every single thing here is about Ghostbusters. It's like, I don't know <laughs> really what you're concerned yeah. with. Yeah, well, and, and I think, I mean, in, in the defense of Wizard World, Ghost Corps, Ghostbusters.com, you know, all, all these people out there, they're really doing their best to at least tell you what they're trying to plan. Because I'm sure that they're yes. still trying to get everything solidified and they're still trying to get talent locked up. And yeah. so, you know, I, I, I even put some bullet points here. I was like, you know, they've actually... They haven't specifically announced things, but when you put the bullet points together, it's like, oh, that's pretty impressive. Like they've they've told us a pretty sizable chunk yeah. of things here. Here's the thing: is people forget that when the premiere thing came together, we had um less than a month, I think, wasn't it? Yeah. Like it literally came down to if you can be here. I it was part of me wants to say two weeks, but it was pretty short too, notice. It if was I remember very right. short. Yeah. And and guess what happened? A lot of people said I can't go. Like I'm booked for work. Yeah. Uh, my budget has been spent elsewhere for other things. Like it's just. And and at the time, Sony said that we understand, but this thing had to be you know under wraps. And then here it is. And if you can make it, great. And if you can't, it's nothing personal. And then a whole bunch of people took it personal anyways. But that's yeah. not the point. Like they had different needs there. Here, this is them trying to. No, again, nobody's happy, right? Like <laughs> they they try. This is a nice middle ground where they go. You have three or whatever three quarters or two thirds of a year to plan for this. That's a a good head start. Yeah, you know when the dates are. And 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 a hundred bucks down means you're in. Good, you can start planning. And instantly, people are like, I don't know who's going. It's like, well, if they left it to the last second, it'd be the same thing all over again. Some well, and, of us and that can adjust things. Yeah. I think people are taking this as the end all be all. Like, oh, I'm not going to put my hundred dollars down. I guess that means I'm not going. Well, no, this is this is still just the early deposit thing. You have early time deposit. to plan. You can set aside money and a refundable yeah. deposit too. Right. Like it is literally a yeah. hundred dollar dibs. And then if they go. Uh, I don't. <laughs> William Atherton's coming, and you're like, I hate William Atherton, and then, refund, please. Fine, yeah. 
There All you right, go. Fine. Here's your money Done. back. Yeah. And at, at, and I think you hit on this too. You and I, I, I feel like I know you and I never talked about it. I think I went off and I talked to uh, uh, some other people here more locally, and it feels like you and I had the same conversation with different shared brains. People. Yeah. <laughs> In that, don't put your money down. It's not done. Like there's still tickets. Yeah. You may have to uh, line up a bit more, like virtually speaking. You may have to hustle a bit more. You may have to roll the dice a bit more. Yeah, you may but... have to set that alarm and, and sit in a waiting room online like for San Diego Comic Con or something, but you know. But you it's not it's it's not this or nothing. Yeah. Uh, you have options. You can come in now and change your mind later, or you can come in later and you know, you're going in with your eyes wide open because they've started announcing. Like I said, I feel, I don't think it's fair to be slapping uh, at Ghost Core and Wizard World that they gave us this opportunity because this is, it's not an unusual thing. Like you and I have just said, San Diego Comic-Con and uh, I'm sure Dragon Con's not too far off and all this, they all sell their tickets in advance. Like people are booking yeah, you, hotels and tickets one of the, the year in advance. One of at San Diego Comic-Con is four tickets to San Diego Comic-Con the next year. Like people <laughs> stand in line year. at the convention to buy their stuff for the next year. It's crazy. So, so this was them. I feel like every time Ghost Core tries to... <laughs> accommodate <laughs> and tries to be nice yeah. the hardcores they get a bit of a slap for it yeah. like and I, I i don't think that's universal i don't i don't even know that it's a sizable fraction but it feels like it's an unfair fraction every single time at the end of the day i don't know how they could do it better and they still wouldn't have people complaining at them so yeah. i'd rather they they came up this is not a this is not a bad middle ground just like other conventions they said here you go. Actually, that's the other thing. I'm pretty sure if you put your money down at San Diego Comic-Con, you're in. Like, you end up having to resell those tickets if you can't use them. Yeah, you can't you're get that money away. back. Yeah. So, again, they've made this 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 a nice compromise for those of us that are chomping at the bit to go. Yeah, that's that's this is this is 100%. You you hit it right on the head. This is for those people that are like, I definitely want to go. I definitely want to make sure that I get a ticket so that I don't miss out. I 100% uh, know that I will uh, attend and, and spend some money to get there. And that's that's exactly what this is for. For people that are on the fence, that's totally fine. You totally can. And in fact, so I guess you you were prompted by conversations. The one conversation I had with somebody that I really I respect and admire who said, like, doesn't it seem kind of shady that they like haven't even announced what the other ticket prices are and they're asking for a deposit? And I said, well, no, not really because... I was going to pay a hundred bucks regardless. I mean, if, if, if the ticket prices come out and they are $100, I was going to pay the $100. If the ticket prices come out and they're more than a hundred dollars, I certainly was probably going to end up paying that too. If yeah. it would have been like 500 to a thousand bucks, I may have had to reconsider because that's a hefty amount of coin, but like it's, <laughs> it's for the people that 100% knew that they were coming and I'm going to be putting yeah. that hundred dollars toward whatever it is anyway. Um, and if the ticket prices do come out and they're way too rich for my blood or something happens, it's refundable. I can get the money back. No, no harm, no foul. So, um, yeah. and then, and then for knowing what's in store and again, maybe we can run down this bullet point list here, like knowing, knowing what is in store for us at Ghostbusters yeah, Fan Fest. It's worth let's, it. That hundred bucks is worth it to me. Let's let's drop it in. Let's do the bullet okay. point and then we'll All pick right. it so, up. So so yeah. bullet point it. So uh here's what we know for sure. There will be a quote wide range 
of Ghostbusters talent in attendance. Uh, so there's nice. a good chance, like I said, you'll brush elbows with a ton of really cool people. Even if they're not up on a, on a stage, they'll probably be walking around right. in, in the crowd. Uh, um, actors, uh, behind the scenes, voice actors. You name it. like Artists, writers. Uh, artists, writers, fans. Like You're going to meet some of the people that uh, you've talked to online for years. That was one of the coolest things about the trailer <laughs> and the premiere event was like, oh, you're that person? Nice. Hey, how's it going, dude? I've been talking to you for like 20 years and I've never seen your face. That kind of thing. You and so, I will be wandering around. I mean, that's not a ghost core thing, but we'll be there. So we'll that's, be there. Uh, that's 20 bucks of the ticket right there, honestly. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come We're, shake our hand. Come come shake our hand and put a crisp 20 in there for us or something because we both poor. <laughs> but, um, Anybody that puts 20 bucks in my hand gets a, a, a bad sad man impression. <laughs> exactly. For your voicemail. Yeah, totally. Um, but uh, so yeah, so there's a good chance. There's some of those folks that will be out wandering. Uh, is going to be a lot of fun for for spur of the moment uh, photo ops and things like that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh-huh. Uh, Chris, you mentioned licensees will have exclusive products. So yep. Think think ahead to we know the people that have active licenses like Diamond and Funko and uh, Eagle Moss. We talked about last week. Like there are a bunch Diamond, of Diamond, Funko, Eagle Moss, Spirits, uh, Ruby, IDW, IDW, Spirit. Inovos. Cryptozoic. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there you go. There's. We've almost named ten booths that I can think oh, of right off the top of my Cryptozoic head. Cryptozoic has to show up with a special uh, GB Fest. Um, uh, there we go. They can do the usual IDW tie-in where they can do that, uh, where they go to the Spirit Convention or whatever from the cartoon. Like they they need a they need a special con exclusive uh, or f- fan fest exclusive uh, scenarios for yeah. the board games. Yeah. Do that. Um, do I mean that kind of stuff? I mean that's that's the other point is like so Cryptozoic will be there. They can make big announcements. IDW will be there. They can have uh, well, Eric and Dan will and they all be of these there? people. You and I need to be careful. We I don't would, know for sure. Yeah, it's a good be. bet. But it's a let's, good bet. Yeah, I, but, I, I mean, would imagine it's, so. It's easy. Well, here's the thing. What what company holding a uh, a license? for a product wouldn't want to be at this thing. You know what I mean? Even if not a booth, but maybe a panel of some sort, or I mean, again, and the reason that I'm, I'm so bullish about IDW being there is they're at every single wizard world con. Like they're really putting IDW and and those guys front and center. So it only makes sense to me, but yeah. So, I mean, (laughs) let's just stop right here again. It's time. It's time to tell ghost core, uh, what we want, our wishful thinking, uh, Again, like you said, even if they don't have a booth, they need a like a a store. Do you know what I mean? Like they need they need they need a space that is just racks of licensee stuff. Yeah, yeah. But but if more can, accessible can, than the Star Wars Celebration store because God, that thing drives <laughs> me crazy. But anyway, yeah. Sorry, go on. But yeah, we should be uh, t-shirts, hats. Uh, yeah. yeah, the game. Oh, 100%. Uh, there should be a wall of the books and comics. Uh, yeah, just. Anyways, yeah. wishful and, thinking. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, so all of those those licensees will be there in theory, uh, in some some shape or form. Uh, yeah. I mean, we have been told there will be announcements. That's like that goes without saying. I'm sure of some sort, from a new movie to the Ecto Force to whatever Cryptozoic's next game is. Like, I'm sure that that all includes announcements. But yes, there will be announcements there. So buckle up. Um. What else? The the shop you talked about, I think that's that's a given. Um, I mean, there are we've got Ghostbusters Live, which is a big push that they're doing things for. You and I have talked about that. Maybe it's not happening at Sony, but maybe there will some way somehow be like 
Saturday night you go to the Walt Disney Concert Hall or the Hollywood Bowl or where something. Yeah. Well, they just, uh, uh, apropos of nothing, today posted, uh, The Void posted um, uh, Dan Aykroyd doing his best uh, <laughs> his best Team Fortress Scout uh, cosplay. <laughs> uh, with the headset and all. Yeah. With the headset and everything. And he, he's got a Nas hat. Oh, he's he's got the same hat I do, the black yeah. on black Nas and hat. And he's wearing the, uh, uh, is that the Loot Crate Windbreaker? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's really you know, decked he out in, in stuff that we can acquire for being an in-world. I, I'd like to think he showed up that way, but I'm afraid he probably just showed up and they slapped yeah. stuff on him. But anyways, um, they uh, uh, he, that went up today. The Void was like uh, the Galleria yeah. and whatever the other one. They're, they're pushing the, Vegas, yeah. the Ghostbusters experiences. Uh, oh, Valencia. Oh, Valencia. Well, I mean, here's that's you Valencia. bring up a good point. It's a movie studio with sound stages and plenty of space. Uh, does the void set up a pop-up? Like, is the void there? I've, I'm thinking I don't what, maybe. I don't know. That's not crazy. Uh, I just don't know what it takes to calibrate their, their systems. Oh, uh, maybe. Yeah, whatever the sensor systems they put around. Well, but, it's not that. But at the same time, it's if they've designed it right, it's a build the confining space walls and you know whatever this is a table whatever that they have to put in i don't know exactly oh yeah. stairs here um you it may be as simple as you 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 just walk in with a a pack or whatever uh, in debug boat and go far left corner beak far right corner beak you know yeah. what i mean like you just map the points and away you go it could be as simple as that so in theory there could some, be a pop-up there Maybe or or um, at the very least, maybe they uh, give you twenty five percent off a ticket in Glendale or something. Like if you can get yourself, Glendale's kind of a, a trek from uh, Culver City as the crow flies in Los Angeles. But um, you want to thirty five percent in Santa Monica. They will thirty one in Santa Monica. Anyway, sorry. Thirty five thirty five percent chance. Thirty five percent. Maybe one of the things they reveal since it is the anniversary is the void goes. Here's the classic Ghostbusters VR experience. Oh. And they're demoing it there. They're demoing it oh, there. Oh, that would be cool. All Put right. some on that. Yeah, yeah that's and that's that could, a. And, and depending on how far along they are, maybe they just have a test mode one where it's just like like you say they have a studio, so yeah. like big studio. So they just make a, a a long what amounts to a city street. It's just a long rec, rectangular room. You start at one end. It looks like you know New York, and you just walk down at blasting coasts. Yeah. Done. Done. That would be fantastic. Anyways, um, uh, so wishful so, thinking maybe. I don't yeah, know. wishful thinking. It's possible. So and then okay. So here are the two big draws that I would I would see f- for fans: uh, the photo ops and the signings, and then going back to once again saying yes, there will be announcements. So the photo ops and signings, again, knowing the the gamut of talent that you'll have uh, close by in proximity in Los Angeles, it's safe bet there will be behind the scenes people there. Safe bet there will be yep. cast there. Well, okay. um, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure we can right now. <laughs> uh, this is officially unofficial or unofficially yeah. official. Ivan Reitman, Dan Aykroyd, Ernie Hudson. Yeah, that's a sure at, bet at the very least. Yeah, uh, I think Robin Shelby will be definitely there. Uh, I can't imagine they wouldn't invite her along. Come on. Yeah, I think I even saw somewhere on Instagram. She already said she's she's like she's a hundred percent attending. Hundred so, percent in. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, 50-50, uh, Annie Potts. 
Yeah, Annie, Annie Potts, uh, maybe. I mean, Sigourney Weaver, I think, kind of <laughs> spends time right. here. Okay. One, let's do the percentages. 100% Ivan Reitman, Ernie Hudson, Dan Aykroyd. Yeah, 100%. Uh, 60% chance uh, Annie Potts. 50-50 William Atherton. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Kurt Fuller on there, uh, probably in the 60s to 50s. I'd put him sense. in the 60s, yeah. Uh, Mr. Uh, Peter McNichol, I would 100. I would put him at the 100. percent I'm sure he'll be. No, there. he'll be there. Come on, I can't see your He's face. He's got being it. Sarcastic. No. <laughs> yes, I am. That, that I'm man, totally being okay. sarcastic. <laughs> that I, would, man I would put him at like five to ten percent. Like I, I was don't about think to say, to or what we like to call the uh, <laughs> the the Rick and Bill room, because uh, <laughs> yeah, Rick Moranis actually probably more like. 25% chance these days. Yeah. Actually, after that whole thing, I didn't hear how it went, but after that whole thing uh, at the, 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 what did they call it? Cowboy, Texas, something. Oh, uh, the, yeah, the San Antonio, Austin? whatever San Antonio it was. Anyway. Yeah. Um, eh, 40% for Rick. Yeah, he may be into it. Rick, Rick uh, more so than Peter McNichol. I still put Peter McNichol on the oh, absolutely. skeptical. Yeah. Peter McNichol is 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 ten percent. Bill's five. Actually, well, Bill Bill is a random five. Bill will uh, not be booked. There's a five percent chance Bill Murray will just show up. Yeah, Bill Bill Murray may just show up. Or here's here's I think where there is a spike between the five to like ninety five percent to a hundred for Bill. Um, if he's involved in some sort of announcement, like if, if they're going to say, Hey, we're bringing back the original cast, uh, for a new movie or whatever it is, Bill will be there. But if that's not the case, then I don't know if Bill shows (laughs) up to be Uh, honest, but, um, um, like voice actors, uh, Maurice LaMarche, uh, Billy West and Tara Strong, Strong, I put them all at a 80%. Yeah, I would think there's. I, I would imagine that's. If if you're Wizard World and you're talking to Ghost Corps, I'm sure they're putting together like some sort of voice actor, yeah. like some sort of voice actor, some uh, voice actor thing, and some sort of like visual effects thing. So you get yeah. Richard Edlund and Dennis Murin and all those guys to talk about visual effects and things like that. Um, I think it would be a no brainer to have a uh, RGB EGB. Uh, a reunion panel. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with Morris LaMarche, uh, Mo, uh, bridging the two. Uh, he'd be, yeah. he'd be the, you know, set him front and center at the table. And then, yeah, you can, uh, uh, Rivera, uh, Tara Strong, uh, Frank Welker, Frank Welker, uh, uh, uh Dave Coulier. Uh, uh, do you think Arsenio Hall shows up? <sighs> yeah. I think he might. Yeah, I think it's ex- I think it's exclusive enough. Uh, that yeah, I think he would. And I th- I because th- I because I, I don't want cynical brain to get take over here, but because it's not horribly cynical, but it's like kind of this is the biz cynical. Yeah. I could see a lot of of good, interesting coverage and buzz and visibility coming out of um, Ernie Hudson and uh, the guy who <laughs> who got picked to play Ernie Hudson in a uh, <laughs> uh, in a cartoon. Oh, uh, God, that all, I mean, all three Winstons together would be. Oh, I put 100%. that at thirty percent. Winston 30%. on Winston on Winston having. Oh. 
Oh, that would be, oh man, that's, that would be fun. <laughs> Cause I was, I was thinking it would be fun to have like those types of things, like have, uh, Andrew Schaefer and Eric Burnham on a panel together having to yeah. like writer on writer. But I, I think the, the Winstons, the meeting of the Winstons would be a whole lot of fun. Uh, it would be amazing if Schaefer, Schaefer get to work. Uh, write this down and then write out the thing to write a couple of pages of uh, 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 cross rip dialogue uh, of of uh, IDW Prime Ernie Hudson uh, the uh, RGB Winston who and then movie version yeah and then movie movie would be Winston yeah. It doesn't, yeah. And then Buster uh, Jones and uh, 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 Arsenio could split the uh, cartoon and the the comic, <laughs> or or have yeah radio. have Arsenio do uh, RGB, but have Buster do the uh, S- Slimer and the real Ghostbusters like that. <laughs> like, <laughs> Slimer, yeah, you know. Slimer. Uh, that would be amazing. I, yeah. God, this starts to feel like Pokemon collecting. <laughs> oh my God, they're all here. <laughs> uh, that'd be an amazing panel though. Any, any percentage that they could get together of the animation ones, I think would be fantastic. Yeah. And we don't know. There is that, you know, there's a, that overlap percentage chance that whatever they're announcing, if it's animated, involves some portion of those names. Yeah, anyways. there may be overlap there too. So. I mean, that, that's that, that's kind of what I was thinking is that whatever they do end up announcing, that's the one big draw to San Diego Comic Con, and that's what gets them their press breaks that they want. Is like you know, uh, Sony just announced blank yeah. movie and the entire cast was there and yeah. all the fans got their photos with them and they got to do a signing with them and you know who, yeah. who knows i mean that that may be way too uh, way too specific you know whatever their announcements may be yeah. may not be that detailed but no uh, but it know. is it is a good is a good bu- buzz blurb to say first time ever these eight voice actors from the two different cartoon series are all together in one place. Like that alone is just really amazing. And I have to be honest, this is, this is kind of unprecedented for Hollywood studios really in the first place, like short of Warner brothers, who I think kind of does this occasionally for like Warner animation and for DC comics and stuff. Um, like literally opening up the chocolate factory doors and letting, fans pour in and pay admission to come to a convention and you know Dis- disney does it from time to time with their d23 stuff where they only let like 200 people onto the lot for a uh, once once in a five year thing or whatever so this yeah. is this is kind of something that i think a lot of other studios are probably watching like if you're if you're Warner Brothers, like, hey, can we have a Harry Potter convention on the Warner lot? I don't know. Let's see how this Ghostbusters thing happens. Uh, yeah. Can they pull it off? Maybe. So, um, so it's 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 kind of like for all of the the flack that they've been taking, it's kind of uncharted territory a little bit. A little bit. bit. Um, uh, I would so. put dollars to donuts. Um, uh, because again, apropos of, of <laughs> everything. Uh, the cleaning up the town uh, team posted oh, today. Yeah, I was going to say that's progress. not on the rundown because that just happened uh, today as well. Yeah. But they made it very clear that a, f- a couple of things uh, took a bit longer. Uh, like there was a couple of things they were trying to do that didn't pan out. And then a couple of things they were doing like animation and motion graphics uh, kind of got more complex and took a bit more time. But they're like four 
G- they made a point of saying that by GB Fest uh, next year, the first one will be ready to go. I think that's their way of 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 saying, <laughs> without saying we're going to be there. It's their way of saying we're totally going to be showing it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think that's a given that we're going to sit down for an hour and a half or two hours or whatever and get to see that first. Uh, be be the first ones to see that whole uh, the whole thing uh, again because they were talking about you know where it was going to show and trying to do some real uh, real world uh, theatrical showings yeah, and theatrical all that theatrical screenings yeah yeah you have a bunch of nerds that walk out of that say the weekend before it goes live uh, blah, 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 blah. great perfect yeah like, amazing there's your there's a good PR buzz launch again I, I'm not being Darkly cynical, but that just seems common sense cynical that that might be. Like I said, it was interesting that they made a point of saying, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, by GB Fest next year, this will be ready to go. So can we can we latch on to that? Can we use GB Fest? Because that really rose, rolls off the tongue. I Like saying Ghostbusters Fan Fest trips me up every single time. I, I kind of want to sure. keep calling it GB Let's Fest. Let's do GB Fest. Okay, I sure. like that. That's From here here on out, the, the CrossRip Lexicon will call it GB Fest because I like Officially, that. Officially, it is Ghostbusters Fan Fest. Yeah. But it is, yeah, it's not too far off to abbreviate it down to GB Fest. GB Fest. Like, I think that works. Yeah, Ghostbusters right. Fan Fest becomes GB 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 Fest, Fest. GB Fest okay. 2019. There you go. Sunday, 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 <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. See Truckzilla GB Fest 2019. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we we uh, sort yeah. of we as as we have a tendency to do, we drifted into the things we want to see, and I'm sure we will be talking about it quite a bit in the future because we have a lot of time. This is still yeah. June 2019. That's uh, we got some time to speculate we on things. Cause, and Cause you and I have a, a really good track record at guessing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to keep doing, I like to believe that I, I ch- you know, together we change reality. So let's just do it. And then what we want to have happen happens. Yeah. Great. We'll put it, it's the secret. We're putting it out to the universe and it happens. So, uh, anyway, <laughs> so, uh, bottom line, uh, cause I do want to get into ghostbusters world. Um, sure. So, so bottom line, the hundred dollars, if you put it down, fantastic. Congratulations. You have all the rights to, to brag that you are a first adopter and you've got the priority access. Um, if you didn't put it down, that doesn't make you any lesser of a fan. You still have an opportunity to get tickets. Everything is totally cool. We're all cool. You get tickets. And again, the mechanics, we don't quite understand, but it, it, there seems to be that this is all, it's not just a hundred bucks that we get in. It's a hundred bucks to have first shot at what they're going to announce VIP yeah, packages. It's a hundred bucks for peace of mind, essentially. Yeah. yeah. Peace of mind. And we don't have to fight for the cool stuff with everybody else. We're going, yeah. we're essentially at the head of, it's, it's a virtual, uh, what do you call it? Wrist bracelet outside of ticket. Exactly. 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 So. You're, you're getting the, the, the pull a ticket or the wrist bracelet or whatever that guarantees you to be able to get in there. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, stay I think, tuned. Yeah. yeah. I think we'll have much more once they have it, but I think you're exactly right. This was their sort of olive branch to say like, look, we, we know you guys are excited. We don't have everything squared away quite yet, but in order to make <laughs> sure that you can sleep safely at night, if you put this money down, you're good. Just you can calm down. Everything's cool, and then of course it made things worse. So it was like, what? It's cool. <laughs> Everybody be cool. Um, uh, dear universe, if if you are listening to me, uh, work a little harder on that uh, Ghostbusters live uh, performance. Yes, yes. Uh, at the Hollywood Bowl, uh, and actually, I, I I feel much. I think it's much more likely that we'll may get some sort of. Uh, 
uh, special party uh, at a certain hotel. Oh man, maybe. I if the, 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 here's my dear universe, uh, dear universe. That's my <laughs> dear universe. <laughs> Uh, long day. Um, but my dear universe would be, uh, that Steve Martin thing where like, uh, we're, we're all outside. And like I say, we're, they've got the big stage that looks like Wayne stock or whatever. And Ivan Reitman's up there and he just makes a big announcement. Um, and then he does the Steve Martin thing where he's like, all right, everybody onto the buses. I'm taking you to Ghostbusters live and all 5,000 of us get onto 500 buses and we all go to wherever the concert venue is and they put on a big show. Like that's kind of, I want those kind of experiences to come out of this. Like I want that, like, I remember at San Diego comic-con 2013, 2014. Oh my God. It's probably even before that. But so Edgar Wright is up there talking about Scott Pilgrim and, uh, and, and he's like, okay, so everybody, when you walked in, uh, you got buttons. Uh, I want you to look at your button. And if you got a one up, I want you to all stand up and everybody that got it, they stand up and he goes, fantastic. Everybody that is standing up, line up and walk through those doors. I'm going to walk you to a movie theater and you guys are going to watch the movie right now. And everybody's like, what? Oh my God. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I want to happen. Like I want, I want there to be that. I want boyfriends to choose between their girlfriends and a movie. (laughs) I want friends to fall out (laughs) right then and then that you're the worst. You're a terrible human being. Uh, I think it'd be even more amazing. Think it, picture this: they announce we're going. Uh, they had a little whisper in a few people's ears. Uh, they load us all onto uh, uh, buses. In my heads, they've somehow managed to find white school buses. There are white school buses. Yeah. So let's say yeah. they're all white school buses, and they hit the road with the uh, all the buses. Uh, they've slapped Ghostbusters decals, uh, uh, no ghost on the side. Uh, and anybody who showed up in Ecto plus Sean Bishop's at the front, <laughs> sirens, sirens and lights going, drive that. No, I'm not kidding. That would be oh, amazing. That's kind of amazing. And you can picture the aerial coverage because we know oh. LA loves their aerial coverage of whatever shit is happening oh, on yeah. the freeway. You put you put a little whisper in the evening <laughs> news' uh, ear about that one? Come on. Oh, that would be, I, yeah, that would be fantastic. And so at any rate. Or, or actually that might be one of the VIP packages. It's like, <laughs> it's like a ticket to go see it and a bus ride there. And a yeah, bus I'm ride in. to Great. Hollywood, to the Hollywood Bowl or whatever. Yeah. Hey. So, uh, so yes, yeah, stay, stay tuned. Uh, you and I obviously have very grand ambitions for this that I don't think will you come to pass, but. That's not going to stop us from wishing every no. single episode between now and next June. I don't. Although, think so. like you like you said, with our track record, there's probably somebody from Wizard World programming that's listening to this, going like, "Damn, that was our idea, and they just blew it." <laughs> oh, what are they going now? But that's fine. We're making them aim higher. They're just going to have to set the bar higher Work than what harder. we said. Yeah, that's right. Or, uh, like we always say, hire us. Yeah, Thanks. or hire us, and we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> put it together for you. Yeah. My name's Chris Stewart. I'm represented by Troy Benjamin of LA. Uh, Contact him at our email number. I'm his lawyer. Yes, <laughs> you should listen to me. No, dude, you can land the job. You can have your. You can have a. Te, you can have a fifteen percent cut. Ooh, and and be hired yourself, so you can get like your fee and and fifteen percent of mine. Do okay, it. great, and all and right. some points on the back end. But anyway, uh, all right. So uh, Ghostbusters, World. we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> uh, let's let's talk about Ghostbusters World because this is also yeah. the hot news item, and we're like an hour in, so I want to make sure we have plenty, plenty of time to talk about it. GB, GB Fest eight months months plus out. Uh, uh, Ghostbusters World, as you and I discussed, uh, any second now, imminent. I think. 
uh, very imminent. imminent. Uh, and it's it's very, very funny that last week you and I were talking about how imminent it was. And then uh, ring, ring goes my phone. I think it was like the next day. It was it was quite literally the next morning. Uh, hey, Troy, uh, we'd love for you and Chris to come have a hands-on demo of <laughs> Ghostbusters World. Uh, are you available? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Chris is in, in Vancouver. I don't think he can fly down. This is Friday and... Uh, that's Monday, but I'll ask him. <laughs> I'll uh, ask. But uh, so what came of that is a pretty sweet hands-on demo of the game, um, which uh, a, a very, a very excited me uh, because of all of the the talk and all of the question marks that we've had about this game and and all of the sort of things that you and I have talked about at great lengths on this podcast mm-hmm. were all kind of like immediately clear uh, as soon as you're holding a phone in your hands and like oh. Oh, I get it. That's what we're going to do. That makes so much sense. Um, so uh, the good news is I, I loved it. I didn't want them to take the phone away from me. I wanted to keep playing. So that that says a lot because I get very bored with mobile games very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, uh, it's an in-depth game. It was actually kind of intimidating how in-depth it is because there's so much that you can do. Um, I thought, of course, it's just you running around the city capturing ghosts like Pokemon, but there's a whole lot more that you can can do. But... Um, so uh, maybe let's do this. So I was able to get some time with, uh, two, uh, very familiar, uh, voices. Well, one very familiar voice and one new voice to our listeners, uh, who, uh, can kind of give you guys a primer on things and then we can come back and talk about first impressions. So, uh, here is, uh, some audio with Eric and Andrew, uh, immediately following me having played the game for the first time. I feel so funky. That's great! All right, so this is very exciting. We uh, have some special guests to talk to us about uh, Ghostbusters World, the mobile game, the AR augmented reality game that's coming out uh, just around the corner here. Uh, We are joined by Eric and Andrew, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, Maybe, Eric, maybe start with yourself. Who who are you and what do you do, sir? Uh, I'm Eric Reich, and I work here at Ghost Corps, and uh, I oversee... Everything uh, on the brand side of things. So I've been working really closely with Andrew on the AR game to make sure that uh, all the fun IP ghosts and everything uh, are in the game. And I'm Andrew Krensky, and I work in the interactive group in Sony Pictures Consumer Products. So like Eric said, we're uh, collaborating with the developers and publisher of the game um, looking at it, making sure that everything feels on brand, but also weighing in on how to tie in uh, as many Ghostbusters elements into the gameplay as we can as well. Yeah, I mean, I, you guys are just kind enough to give me a hands-on of the game, and then there's certainly a lot of ghosts and Easter eggs and things that are you know, people that are familiar with the, the comics and the cartoons, uh, even some more obscure references. What you caught me, Eric, on one that I was like, I don't know who that is. So there's, there's some fun uh, nods in there for the fans that are listening. But, um, but let's take a few steps back. Um, Andrew, maybe tell me, how, how did this game come to be? Uh, you know, it seems like Ghostbusters World is something that is uh, very appropriate for this type of augmented reality game. You, you, there's so many elements of Ghostbusters yeah. that lend themselves to this. I, I think, I mean, you somewhat answered your own question where, uh, you know, there have been a number of other AR experiences available in mobile that have come out in recent times. And uh, unlike some where it felt like more of a forced fit of why are there all these things out in the world at the same time that you're kind of traveling to, that's very much part and parcel of the Ghostbusters universe is like, of course there's a ghost right down the block. Um, and so 
Yeah, uh, it was something that we had been thinking about also for a while. Like, yeah. this would work perfectly in an AR game. So when the licensing team approached us that they had a partner that actually wanted to do this and invest money in it, uh, we were on board right away and excited about the opportunity. Well, it seems like even going back to... I'm thinking Atari Commodore 64 days where there was like a monetary system and you built up your equipment and you're starting a business and you're going out and you're trapping ghosts. And like there are so many elements of Ghostbusters that kind of lend themselves to uh, not not just like, OK, I'm going around and I'm doing the work and capturing things. But there's the collecting aspect of it. There's the leveling up of uh, building your equipment. Um you're, you're basically starting a small business on your phone. Yeah, <laughs> it's essentially exactly. what's happening. Well, like like sort of you're saying, um, we want there to be something for everyone to kind of latch onto in the game. Whether it's you uh, you enjoy going out and finding the ghosts and capturing them and building up your collection. There's um, which we can maybe get into in a minute. Yeah. Um, uh, ghost teams that you're able to form and you're able to level up and develop your ghosts and there's a bunch of rpg mechanics related to that so people who like that kind of thing can delve deeply into sort of the tactics of those battles um so there's a bunch of different systems that you can engage with but you don't have to necessarily do one that you're not as interested in without still being able to enjoy the other yeah it's great for like a casual player that just wants to walk around town and capture really cool ghosts and then it's also great for you know, those hardcore gamers that want to really dive deep into the game. So for the, you kind of alluded to it for the hardcore gamers, what are some of the steps like walk, walk, because I, again, I was fortunate enough to, to play it just now, but what are some of the steps you go out and you capture these ghosts? Then what, what can you do with these ghosts that you capture? Well, at the beginning of the game, there's going to be a tutorial and, um, that leads very quickly into the story mode of the game. And the story mode is written by Eric Burnham, the lead writer of the Ghostbusters comics. Yeah. And um, in that process of kind of learning how the game is played through story mode, you get introduced to the idea that there's these ghost teams that you uh, can form and you, from the ghosts in your collection, are using these ghosts to battle other teams of ghosts. And... Uh, in the story mode, they get more powerful, leading you to have to build up your own ghosts. But in other modes of the game, you'll actually have the opportunity to take your team and uh, face off against other players' teams. Mm. Yeah. And and Eric craftedly has handled putting together why there are ghosts fighting each other, I'm sure. There's, <laughs> <laughs> there's, I'm sure he's written Eric, a yeah. whole thing about how that comes to be. Um, so that's cool. So you're collecting these ghosts, you're leveling them up, you're leveling yourself up. Um, what are some of the, oh, uh, like, uh, customizing your character. It seems like there's a lot of stuff in there that you can be doing. Yeah. I mean, at launch, we're definitely going to have uh, a few customizations with different outfits and different, uh, proton packs, you know, from real Ghostbusters to the classic movie to the 2016 movie. Um, and then... Uh, also just very, you know, different uh, generic sort of packs and fun packs and stuff that people can choose from. So there's a little bit for everyone in it again. And it's a living game, so we imagine, you know, we're going to continue to add more options over time as yeah, well. Exactly. That makes sense. And, and it seems like because you have like visual aesthetic things that you can be customizing your character with, but then you can also be leveling up so you have super awesome powerful weapons that make it easier to 
to take down ghosts. And well, yeah, I mean, for some ghosts, you're not going to have much of a choice. Like if if you don't get more powerful, uh, they're going to bring you down. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, that so that's a good segue. So, so boss battles seems like that's going to be kind of a cool thing where you can there's like a, a room that you can bring your friends into or you can invite people into and, and do some yeah I mean the room is it's like a lobby that you've probably seen in other games and you can password it if you just want to restrict it to your friends or you can anyone that's in a nearby area can join as well and you can f- uh, form a team of up to four Ghostbusters and take on some of the larger bosses in the game uh, like the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man yeah. one of the coolest aspects when I first saw that actually come to light is that you can actually see the other proton beams hitting Stay Puff when you're shooting with your team. You can look and see the avatars of your friends in the same space, uh, which was just so cool to see. Yeah, that's that's. There's something really gratifying about it, and it's it's true with the Void experience too. There's grat- like you're shooting at the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man, and you look over and oh, there's my friend, and I look over to the, there's another friend. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, so the boss battles, that's, uh, it seems like that's something that you might be able to geographically time to certain things like San Diego Comic-Con, maybe Ghostbusters Fan Fest. I don't know if you want to exactly. wink and nod at me. <laughs> why, Eric, why are you pinching me so hard right now? Don't. Uh, but it's, it, yeah, I mean, it seems like that's going to be a whole lot of fun that there can be these rare ghosts or these, uh, things that everybody can, it, it's a shared experience. It's an that, event. Yeah. We yeah. can make, you know, a big event out of it and make sure that, we spawn certain ghosts at certain places at certain times. Uh, but then it'll also just be random as well. So in your neighborhood, you could see that uh, Stay Puff actually spawned and call your friends and get them all to run over there and take them down together. So don't, it's exciting. First rule of ghost busting, don't handle it by yourself. Exactly. Do not go in by yourself. Um, so let's see. So I, I mean, I think... The first question that everybody is probably screaming at their iPods or radios or however they're listening right now is, uh, when, how, and where will I be able to get the game? Is there any news that you're able to share? So right now, uh, we're going to be soft launching in select territories, not in the U.S., unfortunately, Uh, but it will be out very soon. Uh, We're hoping by the end of the year, for sure. And you'll be able to download the game from uh, your app store, whether that's the Google Play Store or the iOS uh, store. Yeah. You can get it there. It'll work on uh, Android, iPhone. It's free. Yep. Um, so my next question. Yeah. Is it free? <laughs> the game will be free. Uh, there are um, there are things that you will be able to purchase in the game, such as aesthetic customization and boosts and things of that nature. But you will be able to have the full gameplay experience just from downloading it uh, free from the store. Yeah. That's cool. Um, well, thank you both for both for the opportunity of, of uh, letting me play the game and for chatting with the listeners here. And uh, when you have release date information, please let us know. You guys will be the first to know. Don't worry. Excellent. Thank you, guys. <laughs> thank you. Thanks. All right. So uh, my thanks to Eric and Andrew for for their time and uh, uh, and, and letting me. I, I think it was actually Eric's cell phone. Now that I'm thinking about it, so I I, <laughs> I could have quite literally ran to the parking garage with no security would have tackled me. I would have had all the secrets in the palm of my hand. Um, but I really uh, like the idea of like, all right, try. No, I need to. I got to work, Troy. 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 I need to work. No, no, no. You just got a text from some some I Reitman. Let me just see what it said. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so, all right. So let's let's kind of let's break things down with like we did with FanFest. It kind of worked the bullet points yeah, a little why, bit. Why but, don't you 
why don't you uh, taunt me with everything you saw? <laughs> All go right, for it. I'm sorry. I've I, but it's. I mean, no, the good no, news. No, you go ahead. Uh, the good news is Actually, it sounds like we're all going to get our hands on it pretty soon here. Very so. soon. Uh, by the way, just for the record, anybody who's listening, if you ever want the the one-two combo of Troy and Chris, I'm not a very expensive flight down. Uh, and I you can take care of accommodations of yeah. and food and travel. You just, I just need to get there. And yeah. uh, I think at worst it's a $350 Canadian ticket. So, I don't know, $275 uh, US. Uh, I can... I can, I can, I can, uh, well, okay, double that ticket. So 500 some odd bucks to get me there and back. Uh, come on, surely our, uh, surely our babbling is worth that. In, in, <laughs> just write it off. It's a marketing expense. So somebody out there is listening like, $500? God, I'm, I don't pay anything for this, and I barely tolerate the two of you. <laughs> anyway, so, so I saw your notes, but I want you to tell me. Yeah, so I guess I, a good place to start is with the actual game mechanics. So uh, as I alluded to earlier and in, in that interview, uh, yes, you run around, you capture ghosts. Uh, that's kind of the main conceit of it. But, you know, yep. as you're collecting we these ghosts, that. you're putting them into the Tobin Spirit Guide. Uh, Eric Burnham has, in true Eric Burnham nature, outdone himself uh, because the Tobin Spirit Guide is in-depth. There's a good paragraph for each of these ghosts. And... Um, as you heard Eric say, there are some very random and obscure uh, Easter eggy ghosts in there that Dan Schoening would be very happy with. Um, he may even have had something to do with it. I don't know. Nice. Um, so you get their their classification. You get their abilities. It's almost like having a playing card for each of these these ghosts in your hands. Do you get their universe designation? You do not. And I actually called that ah. out to them uh, during the demo because I was like, wait, I don't know is this guy from extreme ghostbusters and uh and andrew looked it up and he's like oh yeah yeah extreme ghostbusters and i was like you know it'd be really cool if it had the like the like 60g and things like the like the the designations that eric has been but i guess maybe they want to keep it a little broader so that people look at that and they're like i don't know what eight six is and no, anyway uh you know you could just put it in for the hardcore it's just in the top corner just a little a little uh uh, text acronym. You know what I mean? Yeah, like GB, yeah. GB2, like EGB. Then, yeah. Yeah. Uh, ATC, uh, RGB. Well, uh, I also like... you uh, TVG, the video game. Yeah, SOS. TVG. I, but I feel like they're trying to blur the, the lines with things a little bit too. That I know. It's just a little thing. They're like little... Yeah. They're little gray letters. You have to kind of look to see them. But for us, we're like, yeah, we know yeah. what that means. We know what that means. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So you get you get all of the great information in Tobin Spirit Guide. Then there's also your nice. your containment unit, where that's where you see all of the abilities, and you can start leveling up the the ghost that you've caught because that's what you then take to your player versus player uh, ghost dimension uh, fighting. Which actually, I, you know, I was kind of skeptical, and I think at one point on the show I said, like, what? Why am I pitting the ghosts versus ghosts? Yeah, you and I talked about this. Like, it, it was a little weird to have ghost dogfights, but now you've tried it, so. Yeah, and it kind of works. It ends up being, it's a lot like the role-playing. It's like a Final Fantasy VII kind of turn-based system, right? So right. you you put your ghosts together, you have, like, your... Uh, your, your fire elemental ghost that can counter the uh, ice elemental ghost, things like that. Um, so yeah. there is a little bit of strategy to it, and it and it's kind of fun. Um, I th- I think 
based upon the little amount of story that I was able to to glean from. So it, it ends up uh, kind of being like Sanctum of Slime, where you have the um, Tim uh, Latte uh, uh, like caricature drawings with the the speech balloons that Eric has written. So you get a little bit of right. that exposition that way. Um, and so there there is a reason for these ghosts being pitted against each other in the ghost dimension. And there's a reason that you're having to go do these these raids uh, with your ghosts. Um, okay. So so Eric is really kind of, in his Eric way, smoothed that bridge out a little bit. Um, and I think, I think that's kind of, again, it was one of those things where I, I was on the fence, like I didn't quite think I would be doing that part of it, but... Just having pulled down, I found there was like an animated um, uh, medieval suit of armor that I ended up fighting. He was a water armor ghost, right? So uh, I fought this guy and then I immediately noticed that he has awesome defenses. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, oh, if I'm going to go like player versus player against somebody, I can be leveling that guy up and he can just be like our my 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 vanguard like he can take the brunt of all of the damage and everything will be fine yeah so i i was already thinking strategy about things kind of naturally which was uh very strange to me um so so at any rate so i i think that in and of itself is going to be kind of the draw to it is collecting yep. all of these ghosts pokemon style obviously leveling them up being able to pit them against your friends uh being able to you have to have them to move through the story mode so that's kind of the one the one strange thing is the story mode takes place in that like three round uh, ghost versus ghost kind of thing. So in order to advance, you have to go through that. Um, okay. But uh, so, so yeah, I think what else game? Oh, the other game mechanic that was kind of new to me. So of course there's like the in-game purchases, you know, you've got coins, you've got jewels, the yeah. coins are things that are based upon your game achievements. So I busted, uh, stay puffed and I got a ridiculous amount of coins, uh, but I it's, got no jewels whatsoever. Those are the ones you have to pay money for. It's free to play, right? Free to play the game. Yeah. The, uh, everything, everything is free to play. And in fact, so if you want to, if you want to build advanced equipment, if you want to, um, take these ectospheres, which I can talk about in a second, that was the other, I was like, Oh, that's weird. I've never heard that, but I kind of like it. Um, they take, it just, it takes time. It's like the the Jurassic park builder thing where if you want to build this thing, it takes 18 hours or if you pay Pay 10 bucks, you can speed it up. So, um, and that's where the jewels come into play. Yeah. A lot of things have, uh, dual currencies. Um, in this case, it sounds like, you know, coins you can just earn. Yeah. And they'll get you things. But if you want things to go faster or if you want to get special things, you need this second level uh yeah totally or and you uh, earn it super slow or you pay and you get a bunch of it exactly so, yeah, that so makes like sense. if you want to speed up a, a a cool down or a wait period or something like you can pay to have it sped up or i'm guessing that there will be because you can customize your character with suits and yeah. gear and there's this really funny like uh like anime looking proton pack that i thought was kind of cute it's like a it's but like a is... sanrio looking proton pack um, <laughs> I'm okay, guessing you have to pay for that one. Uh, yeah, probably. So this is this is a good time to have a quick discussion with people about free to play mobile games. Um, if uh, it means you can get it and you can play it, so essentially you have an opportunity to demo the game without paying any money. What you need to do then is, if you're kind of digging where it's at, is have a very serious conversation with yourself about. Uh, how much money you want to invest in this? Yeah, set a budget. Set a budget, 
save it up and yeah. then buy, don't get a little pack. Buy yourself a big pack. Yeah. Uh, it'll last you longer. It'll get you lots more cool stuff and you won't have to replenish it after, you know, for quite some time. Uh, it's more money in the pockets of a team that did have to work on it. So, <laughs> so True. at the end of the day, yeah. you have to say to yourself, well, if I was buying this on Steam as a PC game, it's at least a $10 game or whatever. So I will happily spend, and then you go, uh, whatever, 20, 30 bucks, yeah. buy some super pack. You'll get tons of gems, tons of gold. That is way better than uh, dribbing and drabbing it because if you drib and drab it – you're going to get six months in, turn around and go, I have just spent $300 on this uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, or, or if you don't spend that money either, then your dribbing and drabbing is just like mucking through trying to level up and all of your yeah. friends are whatever, level 40, and you can't go yeah. do whatever the boss fight is and keep up, that kind of that's thing. Not so, to, that's not to say that, well, I mean, the team was will be more than happy to get 300 bucks out of your sort of thing. But, you know, it, it kind of helps the, the, the grind if you invest, you know, 20 bucks and don't spend it all right away. Just wait for those times where you're like, I really want to speed it up or yeah. I'm a little bit behind or, ooh, a, a Hello Kitty proton pack. I'll take that. Thank you. And then, you know what I mean? Like, let's see, that budget for whatever, a few months, great. And then yeah. you know, later in the year, maybe spend another 30 bucks. But don't buy the $2 ones. Buy the, the that's, <laughs> I say, as a man who has spent $150 on the Simpsons game before he had to put it away. Because uh, it was getting out of hand. Yeah, that's probably the way to go. Pay, yeah. pay up front, and then you're not uh, throwing all that money into it. Yeah, but do that. So there's there's also going to be a certain amount of because so in the co-op mode, um, so that in the demo, uh, I I was fighting Stay Puffed, and I turned to my left, and Andrew had his phone up, and he was helping me, and of course you see his avatar with all of the stuff that he's customized on him, and yeah. So um, this thing is that's the cool thing because it's. It is what we suspected. It is uh, location locked. It's the, yeah. It's, the, a, the AR is location locked in that if you know Slimer or whoever is standing in the middle of a courtyard, and you walk to the other side of the courtyard, you see him where he was in the courtyard before. Now you're just behind him, sort of thing. Exactly, and 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 that was uh, the the augmented reality actually really does come into play because as you're walking around. You know, I, I, I battled the, the jogger ghost. And so he's in front of you uh, sort of jogging in place and I can walk around him and, and see him turning in the space. So he's he's locked to the, the geography of the world around me. And as I get closer yeah. to him, he grows. As I get further away from him, he shrinks. Um, That's a know, big step up from Pokemon Go where you just get to a location, pick up the Pokemon, and then it doesn't matter what you do with the phone, you're... Uh, you're, 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 you're fighting the Pokemon right there, uh, yeah. wherever your phone's point pointed. That's, and the fact that if you're co-op and you can see, like it's beaming the detail. Okay. This brings me to the next thing you said, the way he designed. So how much other than equipment, how, how much personalization is there to characters? It looked like, and, and they were telling me that it's still sort of early in terms of, of that they need to add some things in, but it looked like there were different suits. Like there were the answer, the call suits, there were real ghostbusters, uh, packs, there were, um, was your face different from his face? So to speak? Yes. Yes. You can, you can completely, that was the first thing they had me do is I had to put my, uh, you know, uh, skin skin types uh face type uh hair type hair color right. eye color like all that stuff is totally customizable and that that showed up so i saw so 
Yeah. Okay. That. So that's just that system's in place then. It, it and it means then once that system's in place, they can just grow it from there. Yeah. You're gonna go yeah. out the gate, uh, uh, picking your suit, picking your gear, and making yourself look more like you versus compared to your friends or whatever. From there, they can then do things like I'm not saying this is for sure, but because it's there, they can do the all right Halloween update. Get yourself a pumpkin head right, mask right. or or whatever. I went to, to GB Fest. Uh, here's a Egg, special colored suit or something uh, that yeah exactly yeah. a lanyard. Actually, that's what it needs. It needs a to be lanyard. a lanyard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that's and that is another and that's a, a way that I I kind of approve of driving people to spend money on the in-game currency is on personalization stuff. I do kind of like that. So uh, and it keeps the the it's a good drive for the game that every, you know, there's new content that goes in every month or, and maybe seasonal stuff that goes in every couple of months or whatever. And it just kind of keeps you, you know, it means that within a year people uh, are really differentiated from one another, which is really great. Then when you tie in this uh, AR feature that you get together, it's not just a matter of, you know, here's a still of what my character looks like or whatever. Uh, it's we you know, meet me at the the park and you meet at the park and you fight Stay Puft together yeah. and you look over and you're yeah. like, dude, where'd you get that lanyard? And you go, oh, dude, remember I went to GB Fest. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so I, I think and and the cool thing is that you can you can create these rooms like you can basically build your party like you can on Xbox Live. So you yeah. build a room, you can password lock it so that nobody else can join it if you don't want them to. Um, and, and that's your team. Like that's is your, a, that's your squad and you can go do whatever you want, uh, for the is day. It, is it just a, is it just a, like a, a virtual lobby or is it a room room? Yeah. It's, it's like a virtual lobby. Uh, you know what it reminds me of is at the very beginning of the, the Ghostbusters, the video game, while you're waiting to go into the multiplayer and you see the yeah. people appear in, in your little virtual, like it's, it's just their names and their profiles. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. I didn't. I didn't notice. Maybe it, was there a chat? I don't think there was like a chat system. But, but it's not really. A, it's not really a virtual system, like a virtual uh, room or anything. Yeah. Like that. No. You so you can't okay. just like hang out with your friends, basically. But um, right. that's so, cool. So uh, so okay. And then there, the two kind of new things to me: the ectospheres that I mentioned earlier. Right. Uh, so, so in the game, you obviously, you, you, you have the standard traps that you have to buy and you have to equip yourself with the standard traps. You can buy the right. like super traps from the video game that are more, um, they're more reliable. Are these the ectospheres from last week's, uh, issue of the comic? No. Oh no, that no. The lighter head. These are, uh, well, the design of them in the game is a little different. Like, little like different, in the but but they're essentially ghost trap pokeballs. Uh, yeah, they kind of are, but but no, right. but it's it's almost you know like forget. It, I'm being an idiot. You tell me, tell me what it is. Yeah, so so they look like they look like crystal balls on a on a stand. Oh, and so okay. what happens is, so you can either trap the ghosts, or if you level up your weapons to a point, you can completely neutralize the ghosts so that they are. Are are vanquished, uh, right. which we know from the comics is a bad thing, but apparently in in the game mechanics, you completely neutralize the ghost and they go into these ectospheres where their PKE kind of is stored essentially. Okay. Um, and as you collect these ghosts, you can set a timer and it will convert that ectosphere into a rare and hard to find ghost. So, so if I have captured three of Slimer or three of the Jogger ghost or whatever, 
uh, I can, without throwing a trap out, I can just fight him until I neutralize him and he'll go into an ectosphere and I can turn him into something else, which I think is kind of a cool so idea. So you can evolve your characters. You're, yeah, you're basically evolving and then you get this cool random, again, probably more for the PvP Pokemon aspect of it, but you get this random character that you can then add to your team uh, to, to do all of the fighting. So, um, I really wish I could do a Slimer voice cause I, right now I, I so desperately <laughs> want to say this is not even my final form in a Slimer voice. Um, <laughs> I, I have evolved. I am better <laughs> now, Peter. Um, so, so there's the ectospheres. Then there's also uh, PKE crystals, uh, which are essentially right. in order to continue evolving your your ghost, you can feed them these crystals that make them more powerful. Um, they level up and, and add power for the ghosts. Uh, that's that's nice. the, again something that I think you can probably buy PKE crystals, but you also collect these. So like uh, if you look at the AR map and you see the the dimensional portals again familiar mm-hmm. to people that have read the comics, you walk up to the dimensional portal. Uh, and they're, they're scattered throughout everywhere. So that's incentive for us to walk because I'm lazy and I need to get my steps in. I yeah. walk to the portal, uh, and Moogly <laughs> shows up and he's like, Hey, thanks for uh, coming to this portal. Uh, would you like to collect, uh, stuff from me? And he, he gives you these crystals or he gives you traps or he gives you these things. It's, it's kind of like a cool, like, um, like a loot crate that you go and you pick up, yeah. uh, essentially. Like, um, uh, I'm playing The Walking Dead right now. It made me laugh when you said that because I was kind of like, there's so many times I'm sitting on my couch going, ah, <laughs> why are the raiders all the way over there? Uh, all right, I'll walk. Why can't you come? Why can't you come raid my neighbors? I don't want to move. Um, but yeah, uh, so the dimensional portals act as yeah loot crates or like landmarks um walking dead has it calls them uh what are they uh supply drops and all that yeah um, yeah and they they refresh every they whatever it is yeah. every like 10 hours and you can also set up uh these portals like in your house or somewhere and they re- replenish it at certain rates too so um yeah it's, it's kind of right. cool uh so so that's kind of the incentive to keep playing the in-game purchases the leveling up that kind of thing uh, oh, the gadgets, of course, you know, the PKE meter was really gratifying to, yeah. uh, and I, I know people at San Diego Comic-Con, they called out the same thing. So every bust starts with you pulling out the PKE meter and you have to kind of sense around your area for the ghost. For uh, a ghost. And so you, you walk to the geographical location where the ghost is, uh, but once you're there, you also have to kind of do a little detective work to find them, which is nice. Which is um, interesting, as opposed to, like, say, Pokemon Go, where... The map just goes, here's what we can see in the area. You're here. Go to Yay. it. Uh, and then things like the Ecto goggles. So you can turn on the Ecto goggles and they have a refresh rate of like 10 hours or something like that. But uh, you turn those on and it shows you all of the like dark energy ghosts that are in the area. So you you flip mm. your Ecto goggles on and the rare ghosts are kind of around you. That's, that's how I found the jogger ghost because he was uh, like a, a rare, a dark energy ghost that happened to be in the area. So, um, so again, you can, you can kind of, you can get all of these like, uh, uh, gadgets, of course, because it's ghostbusters, you have to equip yourself with all these cool things. There were, uh, the proton cannon from, uh, answer the call I was equipped with, which was fun. It's basically like mm-hmm. a boson dart. Yep. Um, so, you know, the gadgets, the, yeah, I saw leveling. a proton cannon, I think I saw a screenshot somewhere of it looks like the 
like the proton gauntlets. The ga- yeah, you can get the the uh, the the gauntlet. Uh, you can get the um, the proton grenades. There there were quite a few things actually from Answer the Call in terms of like arsenal in there. Um, yeah. Not the the big like the BFG gun uh, that didn't make it into the movie, but uh, things things like that. I mean, it there were a lot of Answer the Call. I'm trying to remember what pack I had. I just had well, a so, standard like yeah. classic pack. So far as you but, know, because again, once everything's up and running, that's not to say that they can't start adding add, stuff. Absolutely, yeah. and and that's not to say that maybe they haven't added stuff in since whatever the build was that I yeah. I played. Or so. maybe it's you know still you know that big gun. That's not an easy gimme. It's probably just somewhere deeper in the game. You 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 got nowhere near it, but it could yeah. be there. You don't and, know. And those definitely come in in handy when you do fights like Stay Puffed because. Uh, you know, Andrew, who was there uh, fighting side by side with me, he just had the standard particle thrower and uh, he died. <laughs> he was he was not able to finish the boss fight with me. But, uh, died um, or slimed? Like incapacitated? Uh, incapacitated, yeah. yeah okay. He knocked, knocked out of the round, essentially. But, um, uh, but, you know, I, again, because I think it was maybe Eric's phone, I don't know, but I was like armed to the hilt, man. So I... Uh, <sighs> threw a couple boson darts at him. I hit him with the proton cannon a couple times. Yeah, you, uh, you, you probably had Eric's phone. Uh, yeah, sounds, I mean... And Andrew got his that morning, the, uh, the game that morning. <laughs> and and somebody we know has been playing for like months. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. So, I mean, it, it, it actually was... It was... I, I hesitate to say pleasantly surprising because I feel like, especially with Ghostbusters tie-in games, I have to set my expectations in check a little bit yeah. after sanctum of slime and the 2016 game and like, Oh, it's just, it's a tie in. Uh, it is, it is what it is. I get to play as a ghostbuster for five, 10 minutes and then I'm done. This actually seems a lot more robust. It seems like it's, it's a lot more like it's something that I will revisit, which I think probably says quite a bit. I, I'm not the type of person that dropped a lot of coin on the Simpsons, uh, tapped out game. Uh, I, <laughs> Or, or even did. Jurassic Park Builder. You know, Jurassic Park Builder, I would pit my yeah. park against somebody else's park and I'd be like, oh, you win. I I don't want to pay that much money to build that thing out. No way. Um, the co-op aspect, I think, will go a long way. If people don't want to PvP, they can at least play together sort of thing, which is, I think that's a big deal. Yeah, I, I, I look forward to not just the days where I'm, like, at the brewery and I, like, have my friend download it and he and I can uh, do some stuff in the parking lot at the brewery. And I was like, <laughs> what are you guys doing? But like uh, at GB Fest, like uh, 2,000, 3,000, however many people uh, there, all with Ghostbusters World, you know they're going to have some sort of event or geographical tie-in uh, there. Uh, and I think at least as of now, the the multiplayer like co-op things were limited to four people, but uh, it, it didn't seem like that was going to stay that way. It seemed like you were going to be able to have big parties uh, do as, 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 as big yeah. of bosses as they can throw at you. So uh, maybe like, you know, Tiamat shows up at GB fest and it takes 50 of us to, to buster or something. But so I'm assuming you uh, playing with Andrew, that was uh, like over uh, 4g or whatever. It was LTE. It was, yeah. It was, it was, it was just over, over the LTE. They weren't, phone, I don't think they were data. connected to like Wi-Fi at they all. Weren't or they weren't Bluetoothed or something like that. Uh, no, uh-uh. no, somebody it's all obviously on the in-game server. Yeah, 
Some, I mean, it's easier if everybody's, you need to for the maps anyway. Somebody needs to talk to the internet, but I wasn't sure how they were doing the. Yeah. And so stay puffed, um, because you're on a rooftop on this particular one. I don't know if, if he's going to be geographically tied to the, the, like the location where you're at. It was, it was because I, I was under the impression that they were forcing stay puff to just kind of chill and stay there for the purposes of the demo. So maybe, you know, uh, you're not getting the exact environment that he would be in either, but yeah. um, What's the, what's the difference or the transition then between the shots we've seen of the style, like those particularly with the, those dimensional gates we were talking about, the more, uh, stripped down um, map uh, versus the real world. Like you uh, basically wander around in the map and then when you find a ghost, it drops into the AR with the camera. Yeah, or? that's that's basically how it works. Like the, okay. the roaming around is the simplified uh, like bird's eye map with a, a few geographical landmarks. Like, uh, you know, I could see like they had downtown LA on there and, and things that you can kind of get a sense of which direction is north uh in in that sense but right. it's it's a very simplified map because i think they want you to be able to see the ghosts that are in the yeah. area but it, yeah. and i mean streets obviously are there streets and sidewalks were there so i knew like oh there's a ghost but it looks like he's outside of the studio gates so i i'm not going to walk that far out there but um, no buildings uh yeah there were buildings yeah you okay. uh, very sparingly though yeah it was like yeah. I didn't. I didn't bring up Walking Dead uh, just uh, out of thin air. Okay, I kind of pulled it out of thin air, but it's using the <laughs> the same uh, uh, the same Google toolkit API. or whatever. Yeah, and it's it for example pulls off of Google Map to put in the uh, the rough approximation of where buildings are, which is really kind of cool. Um, yeah, and 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 I think that's it might be a lot different. Like if I played in Manhattan where you're in a very dense area and here I was playing on the Sony studio lot, uh, out on a, a grassy area. So yeah. not a lot of buildings around that are probably in the Google API that have been mapped out and have 3d mapping and things like that. But, um, yeah, it, it I mean, it, it certainly was again, compared to Paranormal Blast, where I remember sitting in my plane at LAX and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll play Paranormal Blast. Okay, I'm sitting in my seat and Slimer just happened to show up. Cool. All right, I'll play uh, I'll play another one. Hey, Slimer showed up again. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Maybe that one was, more. Hey, Slimer yeah. showed up again. It was like the same ghost over and over and it was sort of unimpressive and not a whole yeah. lot of interaction. Um, yeah, it was... Yeah, well, time pet would... Decades, uh, almost a decade's passed. Yeah, Here yeah. we are, and, new game. And we had to go through that in order to get to this point, I feel yeah. like. So uh, for the people that have kind of sarcastically said, like, I already played this, it was called Paranormal Blast. Well, no, you yes, didn't. <laughs> yes and no. Yes and no. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so Ghostbusters World, as you heard them say, they're doing their soft rollout as Chris um, very uh, accurately, as he always does, uh, always does uh, prognosticated. Uh, so chances are there are people out there listening to this now that have the game some way, somehow, uh, uh, and then the wide, wide rollout coming soon. But, um, yeah, it's, it's fun. I can't wait to actually have it on my phone so that I can start, uh, leveling up and starting a character and making sure that come GB fest time, I'm not the chump that is still like level two or three or, you know, it's, it's like star Wars battlefront two, where I go and I want to play with my friends and they're all super awesome and have all these abilities. And I don't, and I'm like, Oh, 
Okay. Um, I wish I could play more. All I can think now is the guy who put up his his tutorial, you know, photo tutorial of how he turned a a spirit PKE meter into a uh, a smartphone holder. Oh, got to get one of those <laughs> together for GB Fest next year. Yeah. So here here's the other thing uh, that's worth mentioning before we wrap things up here, but um, uh, there is a slam mechanic to the game. So when you're trying to tire the ghost out to trap them. Um, you, there is the button to, to slam him down and, uh, and tire him out. Um, but because you're in the AR mode or world or whatever, your, um, immediate instinct is to do the like jerking down motion with your phone. And I can see a a bunch of people who just dropped whatever a thousand dollars for an iPhone 10 S or R or whatever, (laughs) like just, throwing your phone to the pavement <laughs> so uh a buyer beware um if you are putting them into your spirit uh thrower or into your spirit uh, pke or like a maddie thrower or something like that uh make sure that they're very secure <laughs> because it's just it again i think it speaks to the dynamism of the game because you you get so into it that you're like trying to wrangle the ghost and it is kind of that like the, 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 the uh, like the, the fishing, like it's it, the yeah. only thing I can equate it to is fishing. Like you've got the, the fish on the hook out there and you're trying to reel them in. So your, your body is moving and you're trying to like pull back. And, uh, and then as soon as you, you see it tell you to slam your immediate instinct is like, Oh, cool. Vroom. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just push the button. Oh. <laughs> right. Right. Uh. Yeah. Um, well, but, it sounds, uh, it sounds like, uh, it's at a minimum what we were hoping would be, if not yeah. much, much more than we expected. So yeah, totally. So, and, and the good news is, uh, just, just this past weekend, as you guys are listening to this, uh, because they are doing their f- full court press on, uh, all of the stuff you have probably seen trailers and gameplay videos and all sorts of cool stuff by the point that you listen to this, uh, Chris, Chris and I are recording before any of that stuff has hit, but they did say that there was going to be some cool stuff that came out uh, this, this coming weekend. So uh, take a look and make sure that uh, you get like a wrist strap or something for your phone at the very least. It's going to be like the Wii emote. You're going to have to make sure that you're t- tethered to it. Or time to time to invest in a fiberglass uh, case and a, uh, some gorilla yeah. glass. Get uh, some gorilla box. Uh, yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, so Ghostbusters World coming soon to a handheld device near you. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. I'm sorry, we'll do it again. We want to hear from you. Leave us a voicemail on our calling line at 470-242-4742. That's 4702-GBHQIC. We also have a Facebook page. And Twitter accounts. Friend is dead. No kidding. Just give me the address. Search Facebook for... Ghostbusters. Interdimensional crossword. On Twitter, look for Troy at Ghostbusters HQ and Chris at Proton Charger. I just want to get back close again. What the hell are you doing? If you like what you hear, please take a moment to give us a review on iTunes. Be sure to recommend us to your friends. That makes good sense. Don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professional. Once again, our call-in line is 4702-GBHQIC. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. (laughs) 
Chris, I, I worried. I put a whole lot of dense text into this week's rundown, and I was like, it was, no, it was a big one. It's going to be a long one. And it was only two discussion topics, which. <laughs> well, two discussion figure. topics, we meandered, and we managed to stick in two minor stories in the in the middle of all that yeah yeah it, so, i think they were sort of inherently related which was kind of nice but yeah uh, so it helped it but yeah. it did make them a bit longer as a result so uh so we'll, we'll bring this one to a close but uh, as always i want to give you uh your opportunity for some final thoughts you got uh, you got anything for this week and my final thought is you're a very pretty lady <laughs> uh, no. still really the whole episode you've been <laughs> not, the, not the whole ep- well uh no 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 <laughs> Um, yeah, my final thought was, uh, gonna send out some, uh, virtual hugs there. Uh, I, I have no idea if he's a listener, but I know he's, uh, he's on the boards and all that. Damn, where is it? Thanks, Facebook. It's one of those times where Facebook decides that Monday's post, Monday's post, last September's post. It's like, <laughs> no... Uh, uh, I'm again, sorry, I don't have his name Facebook, there. Facebook, uh, not so much. Yeah. Uh, he, he posted, uh, I think, the franchise worldwide or whatever, um, uh, that his uh, grandfather had passed, and he had photos. His grandfather was uh, just as big a fan as he was, like, you know, complete with cosplaying at conventions and all that. And, and, and we're not talking like, you know, the guy's like 20 something and grandpa is, you know. 60s or whatever he, he passed away if i recall correctly in his mid 80s so uh, uh. uh it was uh it's just one of those things that happens every once in a while that you know this fandom's been going on long enough that uh we lose uh we lose fans although i find this one kind of uh delightful and life-affirming because uh what does uh uh greg proops uh when he talks about passing uh notables and all that uh, when they're in their 80s and 90s it's like it's not a tragedy it's a it's a it's a triumph yeah uh, and a, so a life well lived uh, yeah we've we've lost you know sadly lost a lot of uh, well a couple of luminaries uh, that were too young and we lost fans that were far too young yeah uh, so it's it's actually kind of it's both uh, sad and like I say, hugs to, to, to him and his team and his family because, like I said, the pictures were amazing. His grandfather and, like, the, you know, the scientist uh, uh, coats and he had a, you know, full uniform and it looked like he was at oh, that's several cool. different events. But, yeah, at the same time, it's kind of like, well, that's awesome, right? Like, yeah. I'm so, I'm so used to, I'm one of the, I'm basically the outer older edge of the fandom. Oh, wait, no. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> That guy. That guy's hey, my new hero. Imagine that. Uh, yeah. And I feel so bad. I had it on the, uh, the, like I said, the phone let me down. I feel so bad. Uh, but oh, at the same well. time, I didn't. I didn't want to let it pass. Uh, so obviously, if you're listening and you know what I'm talking about, um, I don't know. Go to the Facebook page and yeah, maybe uh, for you it'll show up and all that. Because I reposted his and the photos are well worth seeing. Like I like I said, it's it's on proton it, charging uh, on your on your proton yeah. I think on the Twitter. Yeah. And it wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, it wasn't uh, for larks or anything like that. He was, uh, I, I don't know the whole story, but I get the impression that, you know, he saw it in theaters and he was a fan prior to his, you know, children and grandchildren and kind of may have been the, the introductory edge. And that's, that is kind of unusual. Yeah, that's like cool. We're only now starting to get some of us who are starting to enter into the, 
maybe we turn into grandparents thing. But more often than not, we're, the fandom is at the a bunch of us are parents. Sort of yeah, thing. showing showing our, our kids the way as opposed to our grandkids. Our grandkids. Yeah. So this yeah. one was, the, like I said, it's pretty... Ah. Robert Ball. Robert Ball. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. He. Robert uh, Ball was the grandfather's name, or, or. No, that's the the other ghost head there. Oh, okay. Uh, it says here Robert Ball is with Arnold Ball and Jonathan. Okay, so because the in his posting he didn't. Ah, there he is. All right. Uh, I, if I understand correctly, and I apologize if, uh, to Robert, if I get it wrong, I believe Arnold was his his granddad. Um, yeah. Because he said Robert Ball is with Arnold Ball, and I clicked on it, and it's yeah, a picture of uh, what appears to be uh, an old photo of a young man. So I think uh, yeah. I think that's probably it. But yeah, uniform, uh, standard uniform, uh, Ghostbusters two gray uniform, uh, the blue and a, he's uh, oh, a man. blue All in. blue smock All and a, a gas sniffer. Uh, yeah, they, with the team, uh, it's it's uh, <laughs> it's pretty funny. Oh, that's I don't awesome. know what that is. That's a couple of convention picks. Yeah, there he is. Oh, that's cool. Well, I, I mean, thought th- uh, thinking about Robert and his family, and uh, sad, sad to hear about Arnold. That's uh, I'm, I'm sad I missed that. That's the one thing. That's the one thing I do miss about Facebook is seeing stuff like that. Or I'm like, oh, I wish I kind of actually would have seen that. But alas, uh, <sighs> I'll start lurking more just to see stuff <laughs> like that. Uh, as Robert put it in the end, he said, I've heard stories of fellow GBs being ridiculed by family, and it makes me all the more appreciative of his love and support. It'll be sorely missed. So, yeah, big hugs to Robert. Yeah. Uh, but like I said, that's why I like the Greg Proops thing. Um, you know, it, it, it's it's not it's not a tragedy. It's a triumph. Yeah. It's, yeah. It doesn't make it any less sad, but uh, that's it's it's amazing at the same time. So. Oh man! Well, uh, to all of our listeners out there, but especially uh, Arnold, wherever he may be, uh, we'll, we'll see you on the other side. Who you gonna call? We Thanks for joining the Ghostbusters Interdimensional CrossRip. Visit us at protoncharging.com, GhostbustersHQ.net, and stillplayingwithtoys.net. It used to be one of my two favorite shows. Anything you're doing is bad. I just want to let you know that. We'd like to get a sample of your brain tissue. Next week, though, Careless Cats. We're so cool.